I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. I am joined by the gorgeous Chantelle Houghton. Um, I feel like me and you went off on a bit of a tangent there before the break, girl. But basically what I was leading up to is you won Big Brother, didn't you? I did. <laughs> of course I did. Of course, you, of course you did. But that must have been, like, double amazing because you're not just winning like normal big brother you're winning celebrity big brother so people are saying like not only oh yeah she's class she's funny i'd like to go for a drink with her they're also saying you're better than some household name we like you more than some household names that must have been a pretty incredible feeling it was just like i honestly after getting past the task of you know pretending to be a celebrity i was just so glad to be there because up until that time when I'd passed it. I could have been evicted at any minute. Um, I never, I genuinely never thought about winning the show. Um, it was the only point that it, it suddenly went into my head that I could win this was when it was just down to me and Michael Barrymore. And I remember going into the toilet and I was like, God, I could actually win this. Like, this is insane. And then I, I wanted to win it. Like, why? Well, you do. You know, no, you do, mate. I don't care anybody who says yeah. like, yeah, I remember coming, it was me and George, down to me and George Shelley for the jungle and he was like, oh, yeah. it's just been so lovely to do this experience. Like, I would be honoured to lose to you. I was like, shut up, George, I want to fucking win. And so do you. <laughs> you know, the thing is, if you don't enter a competition to not want to win it. And But but I genuinely, up until that, I, I just wanted to get on a TV show. And then when I realised I could have a chance of winning it in that moment, I was like, I want to win it. I want to. Of course I want to win it. And then, you know, for them to read out my voice, Davina, to read out my voice in that moment, it was just, I could not believe it. Like, I still, to be honest, someday, sometimes I, I still think that I haven't actually processed it, like, properly, that I did actually win that show or that I even did go on that show or that was even all real, like, was that all real um but yeah it was just it was just there were no words there really wasn't the shock was just crazy and coming out that my life just I never went home like I got picked up in the morning from my mum's house where I lived to go and be brother and then I I never went back like I never ever went home I basically moved out that morning so my life just changed within three weeks just yeah crazy so exciting how things can just I suppose like how your life can change at the drop of a hat and I think I know the answer to this but what 
was the highlight for you? Obviously, you know, you met all these incredible people, you won, like all the things were amazing. But is there was there like a real standout moment? Do you know, I think for me, it was when, you know, they did the task where it, it was my last task and it was to be on either podium number one up, up until number 11. And they said that if I was put on number 11, then I'd be evicted that night. And so I stood on number nine um, and it was that moment that I was like, okay, I'm here to stay. Like I'm now here because I could now enjoy it, you know, without that you know, because everyone else was just enjoying being on Big Brother. But for me, any minute, someone might out me in the, in the diary room and I'd be evicted straight away. So for me, that moment was when they called me to the diary room and said, you have passed your task. And it was like, for me, I was like, right, let's let's get yeah. on with Big Brother now. Let's, well, I'm in Big Brother, you know. <laughs> that um, was the moment where it but yeah, obviously, real. like that For me, that to be honest, winning it was amazing. But it was that moment standing on that podium and then being told that I'd passed was my absolute highlight of of it, without a doubt. Well, it was pivotal, wasn't it? Because you thought like it was very, everything hung in the balance beforehand. But after that, you were like, right, now I can have a good time. And that's a nice feeling when you can relax a bit more and be yourself, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, because up until then, I was just like, I was an imposter. I was a fraud. I was, you know, I could have been outed. And then it was just like, right, this is it. Let's enjoy the ride now. Um, mate, obviously, when you were in there, you met Preston and you guys became the nation's sweethearts. Like, I was absolutely obsessed with you. Um, what was it like falling in love in the public eye? Was it, did you feel the pressure or did everything else just melt away and what you felt for each other took over? Because that's always how it appeared, you know. It always just looked like you didn't care. Like, you knew no, potentially you were a bit of an odd match, but you were really happy. Yeah, we were like we were like polar opposites, you know. Um, do you know things? You know when you're in love, it's amazing. Like them first few months, you know, whatever weeks, months, you know, it's just amazing. And you want to tell everyone, don't you? You want to tell your best friends. You want to tell your aunts, your sisters, your brothers, everyone. But everyone already knew, and so it was like everyone was on this big love balloon with us do you know what I mean (laughs) we'd like have people coming up to us and be like oh my god I'm so happy for you guys it was just like you know what when you're in love you want to tell the world the world already knew not the world but the UK do you know what I mean anyone that was watching Big Brother knew um so I didn't need to tell everyone it was just oh it was magical it was so magical and I was so in love with him like I literally I loved him so much like I felt so in love with him so like slowly but so quickly as well um it was just so the big brother environment will have acted like a catalyst because you're seeing him 24 hours a day I just wanted to be with him like all the time and we were just like two little like giggling kids and and even when we came out of big brother like we'd you know we were working and you know there was stupid money being earned which I'm really grateful for and we were just like two little kids like we'd go to like Gordon Ramsay's restaurant at Claridge's which again like I'm so glad for the experience but like we'd order like a hundred pound bottle of wine and be like oh my god this is amazing like we were like two little kids like and it was just magic it was magical it was absolutely magical and you know what if I was to never ever fall in love with anyone for the rest of my life I've got that I've got that and I will always have that you know um and yeah it was just it was wonderful it really was 
Chantel, I'm not I'm not being funny, but you're making us really upset that his arms still together. <laughs> like this, like oh, I know that you the marriage didn't work and you, I know you are still friends and everything, which I feel like is very mature. Um, but like listening to you talk, it does sound like there's still an awful lot of respect and giddy love there. Like, is there any chance ever in the future? No, do you know what? So oh. I haven't um I haven't seen Preston for 10 years. We'd been we spoke on the phone and messaged time to time. And then I saw him in I think it was 20, 2020, the beginning before um COVID, and we did a photo shoot together and instantly we were back where we were in Big Brother. We were just like magnets to each other, like laughing, giggling, and this and that. But it was like it was just that one bit that we would never, they would never cross over that line again. Do you know what I mean? Because it wouldn't work. You know, it was just, there was, there was a reason why it didn't work. And do you know what? I'll never know, really know why that was, you know, one of the reasons maybe we moved down to Brighton where he lived and, you know, I, I'd, my whole world had exploded. I didn't know anyone down there. You know, I had no friends, no family. I felt quite lonely. And that was obviously a lot of pressure on him to you know always sort of like you worry he then became your whole world and that's a a, a similar you know that's a lot for one person but also like feeling lonely and sort of out of your comfort zone is not a nice feeling for you either yeah exactly and I think it put a lot of pressure on the relationship but um yeah it was just yeah, it's just magical. But yeah, no, we won't. We'll always, you know, he'll message me a funny thing that we did once and we'll like message, message, message. And then we won't speak for a couple of months. But um, but no, I'm, I've still got my wedding dress, actually. I finally, finally. Right. So I've had it like stuffed in the wardrobe for so many years. 17 to be precise. Um, and I finally got it down to when you know the vacuum bags that you get. I finally oh. put it <laughs> But I just, I said to my mum, like, what am I doing with this wedding dress? It's ridiculous. I should probably get rid of it. And my mum said, well, why don't you get rid of it then? And I was like, well, I can't do that. I can't just get rid of it. She was like, but you just said, why why are you keeping it? And I was like, oh, yeah, well, look, just no. It's <laughs> a turn of phrase, Mark. Keep your nose out of your business. Exactly, yeah. Oh, um, that's got real sentimental value because not only does it symbolise, like, this incredibly, like, fast-paced and exciting time in your life, it also is like your impressions relationship which quite yeah. clearly meant a lot to you but not only that like didn't david emmanuel design it like he did fucking princess diana's mate like so right i know reality royalty and then real oh. royalty mate like that's Seriously. that's pretty I epic i couldn't believe it when i got the email for your friend's makeup i was just like this is princess diana's dress makeup friends make me a dress um but it is you know I love it I think it's beautiful um but yeah Princess Diana and then there's me do you know what I mean it's just you know yeah it's just crazy but no I I will always keep it it might be a bit bent up and out of shape but hey (laughs) bless you mate ask something really cheeky now and you can absolutely refuse to answer it don't but back in the right I missed the big money boat with things like um press and stuff like by the time I got into the public eye like listen not that I'm complaining I live a really nice life but um 
I mean, like magazines and stuff were starting to go on the decline because of the rise of social media, you know, and the landscape just changed. People were able to monetize social media. Like that was the dynamic. But because everyone was getting their goss from everybody's Instagram accounts, nobody mm-hmm. was pay- like magazine, nobody was buying magazines. So they didn't have huge amounts of money to chuck at whoever to find out like how their relationship was going because mm-hmm. everybody could see it on your fucking Instagram anyway. It's, do you know what? It's a good thing and it's a bad thing, social media, isn't I it? No, it's, it, it, yeah. it's like, but as that's risen, print press has definitely declined. Mm-hmm. But I know that back in the day, they used to pay an absolute fortune for things. I need to know what your biggest pay packet was, Chantal. Whether it was press, whether it was a job, whether it was an endorsement, like, can you tell us who threw the most money at your post, Big Brother? Do you know, I'm only answering this because you've asked. I've never gone around saying, oh, by the way, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, for me personally, it was the first interview that I did when I came out of Big Brother. And I didn't believe it at the time, like when they offered it, but I got paid £300,000 for that interview. It's insane. <laughs> that is insane, isn't it? I know. That's, a, that's a house, babe. I know. <laughs> it's insane. I know. It's it's complete. Can you imagine, right, you're this girl, you've grown up in this little town in Wickford, you're, like, literally bunking the train to go and get an audition on Big Brother. I walked in Big Brother with 83p in my bank account, right? I had nothing. I didn't have any plan if it was all going to go wrong. I didn't. I didn't have a pot to piss in. And then I've come out of there with that. Yeah, it was just insane. But it was, like you say, the magazines had so much money then. Yeah, um, they did. Mental. Mental. Oh, my God. Wow. What a time to be alive, girl. I know, right? I know. I know. I know. So then, of course, right, you obviously rode this wave, had an amazing time. Things didn't work out with Preston. I think across the board, mate, like, was your experience with fame like quite a good one like in in my opinion and I might just have not missed some stuff but I always thought you were like really well received and liked but there's always downsides yeah Did you struggle with the highs and lows do you know what I, I I've had a great time it's been amazing <laughs> I've had a lovely time good <laughs> oh, <a> lovely time <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like to hear girl lovely time it's been a great run um, <laughs> no seriously to be honest, I don't really, I'm not an offensive person. Um, and I feel like I've always kept my feet on the floor. Like I said to you earlier, like I've always, I've never, it's never gone to my head. I've always known that this is sort of just for today. Do you know what I mean? Like anything can happen tomorrow. Like I might have been, you know, on the front pages of the magazines at one time, but I knew that that wasn't going to last. And so I didn't. I don't know, it can go to your head. Like I've seen it go to people's heads, you know, people that I've worked with, I've seen it and seen the way that they spoke to people. Um, Like I I was an idiot, right? Because when I was, I weren't an idiot. But when I first come out, you know, they pick you up in like Addison Lee's and stuff, don't they? And obviously it's all paid for. I would tip the drivers like fifty pounds because I felt really guilty that I wasn't that I wasn't paying them, and I was like, I felt like I was getting a free lift, and I felt like I was taking the piss out of them. So that was my way of like paying for it. Do you see yeah. what I mean? But they're getting paid anyway. And what I'm why I'm saying that is because you never forgot where you came no, from. You know what you I mean? Were always I grateful. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I don't want to sound, I don't want it to seem like I'm like, oh, I think I'm amazing. Do you know what I mean? But I don't you've never come across like that, Chantel. Honestly, you haven't, not yeah. once. You've come across lovely and humble and grateful and I don't know, and just really nice. Yeah. Yeah, and I am. I am really, really grateful for everything. But um, but yeah, I just sort of I've just I just enjoyed every moment of it. You know, I knew it wasn't gonna be forever. I knew there'd be like, you know, one minute every everyone loves you next minute you know they might hate you or you you know you'll be hot property one minute and next thing no one's interested kind of thing it and is I a was fickle really, industry yeah yeah exactly and you know I was really good with any money that I got paid like I invested it and you know I wasn't out buying like shoes and handbags and you know spending it all on this that, and the other and I right I didn't go on Big Brother to be famous I wanted a better life. Like I was brought up with bailiffs knocking at the door every day. I was brought up with my dad waiting for the neighbour to go out to work and getting their hose pipe to go put it through our window and fill our bath up so we could have a bath. I didn't want that life. I wanted to be going to go on holiday. I wanted to eat nice food. I wanted to just live a nice life and experience stuff. And so I went, I tried to do it, take every opportunity that was in my way in my in front of me and create a better life for myself so I think that's why I didn't like get this big head and like think that I was like some huge star and treat people like shit because I didn't ever do it to be a to go down the road and be recognized I'd rather no one look at me and do you know what it's really funny actually because when my little girl she's 11 now but when she was about six she said to me mommy why do you always look at the floor when you're walking along oh <laughs> Oh my God, like I realised that I do that because I'm not saying that I've noticed all the time, but I self I'm so self-conscious that I do just tend to like keep my head down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, like when I, she said it, I was like, yeah. And I realised that actually it wasn't, it's not about, I don't want people to look at me. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I didn't do it for that. I did it because I want to live a nice life. And, you know, I, my daughter went, I was really lucky enough to um, educate her through private school, you know, something I would never have had, you know, I could have spent them that money on shoes and handbags or whatever, but I wanted to do it because I want to, do you know what I mean? It was yeah. all, for, it was for that reason, not for everyone to know my name. Do you know what I mean? So. No, yeah. no and I think, when you do it for all of the right reasons, it kind of shines through. Mm. Um, and it's lovely that you've been able to achieve so many of those things off the back of something like Big Brother, you know? Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. No, it's amazing. <laughs> Honestly. No, I'm so, I'd, I'm sure I'd, like your friends and family and everybody whose opinion really matters has told you this, but I'm very proud of you. You're pretty oh, impressive and amazing. I'm just that so nice. It means a lot. It really does. Thank you. It does. You know it really does mean a lot. Thank you. Obviously, we are recording this now in um in January, and I'm sure it will go out very soon. Um, but everybody's on a sort of new year, new me health kick. Um, and over the years, we've definitely seen like your body fluctuate, and that is natural as far as I'm concerned because mine's done exactly the fucking same thing, girl. And I probably will be doing it for the rest of my life. There'll be years when I'm smaller, years when I'm bigger, years when I'm pregnant, like whatever it is. Um, and that's really okay. And it's taken me years to accept that body's changing is okay. But it doesn't feel like, I, I feel like we've come on leaps and bounds. Don't get us wrong. There's loads of progress being made within society and how we view women's bodies. But I do still think we have a bit of an unhealthy obsession with it. Was that mm. one of the hardest things for you to have to deal with in the public eye? Like the obsession with your body? 
do you know what I did? I didn't care. I really didn't care. <laughs> like, I, I genuinely didn't care what people thought of me. I, you know, I think the only thing that that hit really, I remember when I was with Preston and I'd always been conscious of my stomach and then the rumours were, oh, she's she pregnant, she's, you know, she's having a baby. I can only think back to then when I was bothered by someone saying something about me. But do you know what? You're never going to please anyone because mm-hmm. when I was like, well, you know, I've, I've nearly lost five stone over a couple of years. But when I was five stone heavier, it'd be all like Chantel Tembelly, Chantel this. She looks like a beach whale. She look, you know, she's like this. And then when I lose the weight, it's, oh, she's ill. She's got, you know, she's got an eating problem. She's been an Ozempic. She's done lipo. You're never, you're always going to get the abuse. So, but do you know what? I I don't. It does. It genuinely doesn't bother me because you're never ever gonna stop people having an opinion that you don't like about you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so long as like I'm happy with how I am, I don't. I I I don't care what they think. I genuinely don't care. I've been think- through so much, like so much trauma in the past ten years that someone telling me that I've taken a Zempic. Like, don't get me wrong. I will say no I haven't but I don't care do you know what I mean well there's there's bigger things going on in the world isn't there Chantel there's like bigger fish to fry and I think again going back to what I said before those who know you those who truly understand you they know the truth mate I have had such a nice time talking to you and I hope that the like teen in me hasn't fangirled you too much because because I can remember (laughs) buying magazines with you and Preston on the front cover and feeling like you were I don't know like my generation's Posh and Bex even though I still love Posh and Bex too I just loved you um so yeah, so it's so good to see you so happy and thriving and I don't know, like having made really smart and sensible decisions, living the life that you wanted and you deserve. So just want to say thank you, Chantal. Thank you, Jocelyn. And it's been amazing coming on, honestly. I've always loved you and I've always loved um, reading your Instagram posts. I think you're amazing and what you, you know, the positive body image, positivity and everything that you put out. So yeah, you do a lot for us. You really do. Thank you so much, mate. That's all we can do, isn't it? Use the platform for a little bit of good and hopefully help some women along the way. Um, eat her can with killers if he says that. He says I'm sexist because I just <laughs> talk about women all the time. Um, before I let you go here at Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2, we do always ask our gorgeous guests to give our lovely listeners a couple of pills of wisdom. Um, and, mate, like, it feels that whatever your life has taken you, the highs or the lows, um, you've really embraced it. And you've taken the chances and, you know, embraced the risks and just had a very, I suppose, exciting, wonderful time. And I wanted to know, because a lot of people don't, a lot of people are scared and a lot of people wouldn't have gone to the audition, you know, and I feel like it's a shame people miss out. So I want to know what your secret is to enjoying the ride. Just to like, never take it for granted, you know, take every opportunity that you can get and just enjoy it just live it you know I really feel that you know the whole life's too short thing like life is really short like really short like anything can happen at any time and just sort of grab life with both hands and and just know that we're not promised tomorrow because we're really not and yeah I live my life by that to be honest so yeah, just go for it. <laughs> Very good advice, mate. Fucking hell. I cannot believe I'm talking to Big Brother. That's Chantel. No, shut up. <laughs> I'm, oh I'm going to go away and YouTube all your best bits. I'm such a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. 
That was the absolutely gorgeous Chantelle Houghton, and I feel like I fangirled I far too hard, but I couldn't control myself. Their series of Big Brother was absolutely iconic, and it was so nice to know that she's just as gorgeous in real life as I thought she was on the telly. Yeah, no, I am a fan. Um, if you love listening to this week's Vicky Patterson The Secret too, don't forget there is a whole huge back catalogue of episodes that you might have missed, so make sure you are up to date. Everyone from Catherine Ryan, Eamon Hones, Ben McCann to Pete Wicks. There's something for everybody. Please leave a review, tell your mates, and do all of the lovely podcasty things to help our little podcast grow. Have a really great week, guys. You deserve it. Thank you.